John chapter 1 is where I will read verse 1 through verse 8. I'm going to ask you a question. And I know I always say I'm not going to be long. But seriously, if you fall asleep, you may end up sitting in here by yourself. So y'all look at this. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Mm. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Oh, y'all helping me this morning. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. All of God's people said, y'all know I want to read the verse says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. All right. I want to go back to verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness. I love we excited about the word. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. Ask your neighbor this question. Ask them, what if you're called to be John? What, what if you're called to be John? So, oftentimes, people desire some sort of audience with me. It's not that I'm not, I'm not uh, that important or so grand. People have a tendency to seek out people who they think have answers, right? We all want to know our future. We all want to know our calling. And oftentimes, I, before relationship goals became the mainstream of what people desire, people used to say, I want to know what my purpose is. Why? Because we have this fear of going through life and never, dis never discovering why we were born. I want to know what my purpose is. Why am, I, why am I here? I'm afraid of being the product of some sort of randomness, some sort of accident, some sort of extra person. But I need you to tell somebody there are no extra people. Every person who's born is born full and pregnant with the purpose of God in their DNA. Because when we were made, we were made in the image and in the likeness of God. And that's more than eyes and ears and a mouth. We have a God DNA in us. We came from God. So there are no extra people. All people that are born are born with the design and a divine destiny. So what is it then? 
what, what is it? Because I, I want to make sure I don't go through life bumping into things and pursuing the wrong thing just to find myself dying fool and never exercising what was in me. Mm. I just want to know. I read books because I'm trying to figure it out. And I want you to know the reason why some of us haven't discovered our purpose is because we have been distracted by the movement of others. To the point, your purpose could be staring you in the face and you could miss it because even when you're asking God for purpose, you've already come with things in mind. Because I'm looking at their success and I'm looking at their assignment. And if I'm going to be successful, then my success must match their movement. But I want you to look at the person beside you as I'm closing. Tell them you'll never be successful fulfilling somebody else's assignment. What if you're John? What if you're, what if you're John? Because many of us are frustrated because we desire to put our desires in the mouth of God. And we are accustomed to manipulating circumstances and even manipulating the people around us to believe that we are who we supposed to be. Many of us, if we passed our filter selves on the street, we wouldn't even recognize ourselves. We're consistently trying to communicate to people who we are uh, and what our value is uh, because we're, 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 we're manipulative. We try to manipulate our children. We try to manipulate our spouses. Even, even when it's not our attempt to be malicious, even when it's not our attempt to be a diabolical, we, are, we have a lot of falsehoods on us. It's even in our vernacular. It's casual in our culture. How you doing? I'm good. On the inside, I'm miserable, but I'm good. We keep it looking good on the outside, and we should. But on the truth, the truth is the outside looks like an exclamation mark, but the inside is full of a bunch of questions. I know I got something in mind I want. I got something in mind I want to do and I want to accomplish. And I'm trying to force it into the mouth of God. Because if God would just do what I want him to do and call me to be who I want to be, then I'll be successful. But what if you're called to be John? Okay, I'm almost finished. I promise you. What if you're called to be, called to be John? You know what the Bible said about David out of all the things we can say about David? It says David served his generation. And then he died. 
He slept with his fathers. He served his generation. So I want everybody in here that got your ink pen and your notepad and you're ready to find out what your purpose is and you want to discover it, I want to tell you now, you ain't going to find it by going to another seminar and you don't need to buy another book. Are you ready? I'm going to give it to you. It's just this simple. You ain't even got to cash at me for it. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Serve what's in front of you. What's my calling? What's my calling? I'm just a housewife. Just a housewife. Where the children that are in front of you, serve them. Oh my Lord. I just cleaned the church. You see how we communicate about what we do and what God has put in our hand and what God has placed in front of us. Nothing is just anything when God has assigned you to it. What if David would have considered watching over his father's flock as just watching his father's flock? Oh my goodness. Ronald, you can really, I, can, I, I just, I can't but. Ain't there something how we downplay the value of what God has put in our hand? Well, what is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus says, don't send them away. They need to eat. Don't send them away. What do we have? We don't have but. We just got two fish, five loaves of bread. Let me tell you something. You're not ready for God's multiplication until you can celebrate what he's already given you. I know this ain't the sermon y'all wanted to hear, but this is what God gave me. I says, you are not ready for the next until you can be faithful over the now. I need somebody in this room to praise God for the house you do live in. Praise God for the car you do drive. I may can't sing like somebody else, but Lord, I thank you for my raspy voice. I may can't dance like somebody else, but I thank you for the leap that you put in my feet. Ah, stop frustrating your marriage, trying to make your spouse compete with somebody somebody's Facebook picture you saw their photo shoot but you didn't see their drama they didn't post that don't you ever be ashamed of your children I don't care how jacked up they may be I don't care how much they struggle in school. I don't care if they dealing with their sexual orientation. Oh, y'all gonna get quiet on me in here. Don't you ever be ashamed of your child. You put your arms around your child and let your child know I don't care where you go. You're mine. You came out of me. God gave you to me and I'm gonna fight for you with everything in me. I'm gonna cover you with everything in me. You'll never have to be like somebody's child across the street because you are who God gave me and I'm I'm going to serve you because you're my purpose. You're my purpose. You're my, you're, you're my purpose. You're my purpose. What if you go? Walking around with feeling less than. See, some of you will never feel accomplished until you can determine your value based upon how many people are under you. How many people listen to you? How many people follow you? How, how many people pull on you? To the point you've got to keep toxic people around you who need you to be their hero just so you'll feel valued. 
You don't do well with colleagues. You don't do well with healed people. You don't do well with people who know their identity. You need to be needed. And so you will keep people trapped in depression. Never giving them the tools to stand on their own because you feed off of their lowliness. You feed off their loneliness. You feed off of their depression. Jesus went in the wilderness. Jesus had 5,000 people who was feeding. Jesus had 12 disciples. Jesus was on the mountain praying by himself. Jesus was on the bottom of the boat sleeping. Jesus was riding on the top of the boat with the disciples. Jesus was in the, in the water being baptized by John. In all of those situations, different people, sometime a crowd, sometime by himself, and he was still God. Whether I'm in a crowd, I know who I am. If I'm by myself, I know who I am. If I'm in a relationship, I know who I am. But if I'm single, I still know who I am. I'll never, my value will never be determined by how many friends I have, how many people call me, how many people stand when I clap. It's a dangerous place to be in. Will you let people hold the keys to your validity? I'm telling you. What if you're called to be John? John. That my whole assignment of being born, as miraculous as John's birth was, almost a last minute pregnancy, wasn't even his parents idea they probably had considered that it won't go happen then here comes John and what's my assignment John your assignment is to prepare the way Hold on, out of all the socks I had on today, give me these. I don't want them to be a distraction. I've been traveling, I have to wear what's in my suitcase, all right? And I put one on inside out. What? Oh, I know who I am, I'm all right. I just didn't want to be a distraction to you. I done already seen these socks. Listen. I brought you into this earth with an assignment not to be the Messiah you are not to be the star of the show you don't get to be the leader you don't get to be in the spotlight what you're called to prepare the way and the worst thing you can do is try to function outside of your grace. You have grace to be who God has called you to be. And for the season he's called you to it. And many of us find ourselves trapped in jealousy and envy. And in competition with people that don't even know it. 
John, your whole role is to prepare the way for the Messiah. And so here's John for 40 years in the wilderness. Same message. But not the 40 years before many years. In the wilderness. Saying repent. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Maybe God has called me to be the platform for somebody else to stand on. Maybe I'm called to be the dirt that can sustain the tree that God wants to grow. And I've got to be okay with who he has called me to be. Because the end of the day, my success is going to be connected to the point that I served what was in front of me. John. 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 We get introduced to John because of his movement when he was connected to his assignment. <laughs> Some of you are so busy trying to be the one that you're never going to be activated until you attach yourself to the assignment. Look at your neighbor, and I want you to rehearse it because some of you won't be true, and you'll be lying or prophesying. Look at the person beside you. Tell them, I don't mind being in a support role. Co-pastor Susie Owens says this. She says, I knew God was calling me to preach. And I knew God had an anointing on me to minister. She said, but why God was giving me messages. My husband was the bishop. He was traveling all over the world preaching. And I had a, all I had was babies to raise. And she said, God was giving me messages and I was changing diapers. God was giving me messages and I was washing his clothes. God was giving me messages and I was washing dishes. God was giving me messages. Let me tell you somebody in this room who feels like you have so much and you're saying when and how. Let me tell you something. There's no time wasted when you're in the will of God. My Lord, there's no time wasted when you're fulfilling the assignment that's in front of you. When God gets ready to bring you into your place, when you're in the place he's called you to, scream at somebody, tell them you won't miss it. Now when, when her kids get older, she ends up preaching all over the world. And her husband says to me, they call her now more than they call me. But her assignment for a whole season was just to prepare the way. strong and as good as you look and sound John as talented and gifted as you are you are not that light you've just been called to bear witness not that they would believe in you John but they would believe in him 
to the point in Acts chapter 19, there were disciples. Hallelujah. They were in the upper coast of Ephesus. And when Paul found them, he asked him a question. He says, uh, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, well, you know, uh, no, we haven't heard that there be a Holy Ghost. He said, well, how are you baptized? They said, we were baptized into John's baptism. He said, but remember, John did his assignment right. John told you that there was one coming after him that was greater than him. You remember John told you that there was a Messiah coming and he was just the preamble. He was just the introduction, hallelujah, to the real source. And the Bible says when they heard it, because John did right, he says, surely John preached unto you repentance. But because John did his assignment right, it prepared the way for them to receive Jesus. I'll be a platform for somebody else to stand on. Because as loud as I want to be, if I'm outside of my calling, if I'm outside of my purpose because I want to be the one seen, I'm going to miss it. No, really, I'm I'm going to miss it. Because at the end of the day, I'll only be known if I serve what's in front of me. John is a product of jealousy, envy. He's, uh, he's being affected because somebody is upset with him and they want to get even with him. So he's about to lose his head. And at the moment he's about to lose his head, his prayers is, his prayers are not, Lord save me. He's not praying that. Lord get me out of this. That's what I would have been praying. Can I be honest? Lord, get me out of here. Redeem your servant, oh God. I've been doing what you tell. That is not even his concern. His life is not his concern. What is John's concern? Go ask Jesus. Is he the one? Or should I look for another? Because I don't want to die if I haven't fulfilled my assignment. It's not important to me that I live, be seen, and be heard. It's important to me that I made the way for the one to come. Jesus says, tell John, the blind do see. There are times I want somebody else to preach it so I can have the fit that I want to have. Tell your neighbor the blind do see. Tell them the lame do walk. Somebody shout, he is the one. Hey, come on, dear. John lost his head, but he didn't drop his assignment. He could die. Because he, the worst tragedy would be, for, would be for you to be successful at something you were never called to be. That's the, that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing. Because Norman Borlaug won the Nobel Peace Prize because 
he produced an experiment that was able to hybridize corn seeds in very dry climates. So where there's a dry climate and seeds usually could not germinate, Norman Borlaug came up with a system where he was able to cause them to germinate even in dry climates. And he saved to date over 5 million people alive from famine because of his scientific discovery. And we're thankful for Norman Borlaug. But the only way Norman Borlaug could have done this is because the Secretary of Agriculture, Secretary Wallace, created funds in order for him to be able to do this scientific experience. But why would Secretary Wallace even have a passion or a care about this? Because Secretary Wallace had a mentor by the name of George Washington Carver who was a botanist and born into slavery but had a passion for seed. So that means we should acknowledge George Washington Carver because it was George Washington Carver that mentored young Wallace that became the Secretary of Agriculture that created funds through Norman Borlaug could he have this experience of hybridizing seed that eventually would save over 5 million people alive. But how in the world would a black man born into slavery even have the accessibility to education to have this desire to be a botanist and to understand agriculture to mentor a Henry Wallace. Well, when the raiders that came down through his farm and had robbed his mother and him as a baby from the farm that they were serving at, Mr. Carver went to recover them his mother was taken and they took the baby in a sack and threw it at him. Carver's then owner brought him back to the farm. And his wife felt so sorry for the baby that they raised the baby in the house as their son. No educational system in that local area would then educate him so they saw there was something different about him. So they took him to a whole nother state so he could go to school. And while he was at that school, his professor saw how intelligent he was. So he had him to mentor on the weekend his sons, who was Henry Wallace, who ended up becoming the secretary of agriculture, who ended up hiring Norman Borlaug, that ended up hybridizing seeds for high dry climate areas that saved over 5 million people alive. What are you saying, Bishop Younger? If one of these people would have considered what they were doing did not count, there's some people who would have died. I come to declare to you, John, you're important to the story. John, your assignment matters. John, you're preparing the way for something greater than you could ever anticipate. There are no low calling in Christ Jesus. There are no low callings. I don't care. Maybe, maybe you got a degree in criminal justice. There you are, working in a daycare. Ain't no low callers. 
Ain't no new college. Yes, you could work in the field making a whole bunch of money and be miserable every day. Don't you let people put that pressure on you. You have no low callings. Nothing is wasted. Here we are. Starting a campus ministry at North Carolina A&T State University. Young girl at the time by the name of Brittany Wales and I close with this story. Raised by a single mother. Experiencing abuse in the home. And still yet beating the odds, making it to the university. But finances were a scam. So she picked up a trade. She started cutting hair in her dorm room. Now when she started, she wanted the best at it. She would even look at me, says, let me cut your hair. Just let me cut your hair. Just one time, let me cut your hair. I finally let her do it. You know, sometimes you got to go back, go back and line it back up right. But she kept doing it. She kept making her own money on the side and traveling up and down the road doing ministry and going to college. Graduated from the university. In her field. Got married. Started in her field making good money, having a whole department under her. Her husband dies. And now her question is, what do I do next? What do I do next? She loses her job. What do I do next? And now something that was random that she did to make money on the side she took what God gave her in a dark season and produced one of the most successful barbershops with a degree on the wall My now the question is well if I was going to own a barbershop why did I waste all that money going to the university? Let me say it, because some of you all, God is calling you to do something else, and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I invested too much into this. I've invested too much into this place. No, 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 no. God can't be telling me. I'm not listening. I don't want to hear that. Why would God want her to go all the way to a university? didn't come here to end up doing the barbershop that she didn't have to go to the university to get. Well, if she had never went to the university, I wouldn't have never met a Jamesia Harrison. I wouldn't have never met a Kylon Smith, a Shanita Jackson, a Sherelle Howard. The list goes on. How many connections and destinies were shifted? That means, hallelujah, God will take you the long way. You missed it. You missed it. God will take you the long way to serve somebody else's destiny. What if you're called to be John? You must be willing to be inconvenienced. You must be willing to lose your head. 
for a purpose that's greater than yours. You must stand on your feet now. Lord, I thank you for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard in this service. Father, help us to find, maybe not even satisfaction, but help us to find contentment and where you have placed us. Lord, forgive me for being frustrated, annoyed, and always ready to jump ship because it don't feel good. Give me a revelation about my right now. Give me eyes that can see that I'll be able to perceive what's in front of me. And Lord, not only let me perceive what's in front of me, but help me to value it. Help me to celebrate it. Help me, help me to love on my children and love on my spouse. To love on my family because this is the family you called me to because this is the family you birthed me through. So no more, Lord, me trying to force them to be somebody else or somebody else's family. Lord, I embrace who they are and I believe you for their necessary transformation. Help me to serve. <laughs> help, help me to serve. We all come on, let's pray that, Lord. Help, help me to serve. Help, if I'm called to be the one to open the door and never to walk in the room, Lord, I'll be good with that. If I'm to build the platform for somebody else to stand on, Lord, I agree with you. If, if what I saw is never fulfilled in me, but it's fulfilled in my children, Lord, I'm okay with doing my part. I just want to serve. Let that not just be my confession, but let it be the posture of my heart. willing to be John. I'm willing. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.